in order to kill the creator of the minivan, I must go back in time. This is Nissan Quest. Wait, Legion Quest. You're listening to The Run. This is the dawning of the Age of Apocalypse, Age of Apocalypse, on the run, podcast. Hi, hello, how you doing? This is the Run, a comic book podcast about runs. Be it characters, creators, or sagas. With me, as always, Jonathan Kovacs. How are you doing, sir? I'm glad you chose the Nissan because actually, over the weekend or the last week, I was riding in one and yeah. it was horrible. Yeah, Sentra Altima Wars of the Nissan Quest. The quest uh, for a better know. car. It was uh, it was one of their SUVs, and it was the most uncomfortable. The Rogue. Thing, everything, anything. That was the most uncomfortable vehicle I've huh. ever ridden in. That's a shame. I was thinking of also going with Knight's Quest, Dragon Quest. Johnny Quest, Simon's Quest, I, Fester's Quest. Nissan Quest is actually pretty appropriate, <laughs> yeah. amazingly. Across the pond, Christopher Boyce, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm not sure if I'm exactly across a pond, but uh, the continent, sure. So, as we said on our last episode, we're starting a new run. And if you've read the episode title, you know what it is. It's the Age of Apocalypse. We are looking at the prelude for this. Issues for the prelude are Cable 20, Wolverine 90, X-Factor 108, 109, 111, X-Men 39 through 41, X-Force 43, Excalibur 86, Uncanny X-Men 319 through 321, and Generation X number 4. Is that all in order? No. This prelude is also called... It's called two things. It's called Prelude to the Age of Apocalypse and Legion Quest, which is the main storyline here. We find out in this story how the age of apocalypse comes into fruition. And I got to say, I don't like it. I don't know about you guys, but I did not like reading this at all. Jonathan, you're, you're just staring at me like, you uh, motherfucker. I like, I like the main four titles. Uh, some of the other issues, not so much fun fact is that actually I started reading comic books off of issue of uncanny X-Men, the last issue during the shadow King incident, which kind of put Legion kind of where he's at. Uh-huh. We'll find out. Um, and then after that, I started reading Wolverine. And I'll be honest, whenever I read issue 90, that was before I read... Uh, Wolverine issue 90. Wolverine issue 90. That was before, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but I don't want to spoil anything. But I read that that last page or that last panel, and I was like, WTF? I had no idea Starring what was going Mark on. Starring Mark Maron. Yeah, I had no idea <laughs> what was going on in that, in that image there because I was really confused. And then I read Legion Quest, and then I saw what was going on, and I realized... Oh, okay. Yeah, right, that's cool. Yeah, like so. If you read it out of context, it was very confusing. Yeah, Chris, your first, your your uh, opening thoughts on this. So yeah, I've never read any of the Age of Apocalypse stuff or the build up to. Obviously, I know all about the X Men, but it was an interesting read. Uh, Legion's sort of a hot character. I don't think it's still going, but he had his own series a couple years back, and he has his TV show. Yeah, so TV show's apparently was, really good. I watched the first season and it was very, very interesting. It's yeah. just like, cause you can't even tell what's real, what isn't. It's just, it's a really neat show. Uh, so to read his character and get into it was kind of fun for me, but mm-hmm. hopefully it gets a little bit better. <laughs> uh, I would also just like to say that all of these issues are available on the Marvel Unlimited app. Yes. Yes, they are. That's, that's what that's... I read them on. 
as did I. Jonathan has the hard copy here in front of us and one of the companion omnibuses for it. So we've we've talked about before, Chris, you've never read Age of Apocalypse. I read it and completely forgot except for what happened to Wolverine's hand. And Jonathan is a fan yeah. of the story yeah. in general. So we're coming at it th- three different perspectives in a way, I, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um, maybe something will draw, uh, jog my memory of this loose. But so far, none of this stuff rung a bell for me. So Legion, he's the son of Charles Xavier and Gabrielle Holler? Yes. Yes. Uh, this was Charles Xavier's first love. That we know of. That, that we, yeah, it seems like for such a... Professor X has to be one of the most boring characters in the world. I don't think anyone ever gets pumped when Professor X shows up to save the day or is a character, except for maybe when he took out Magneto in Fatal Attractions with his side blast mind bullshit or whatever. But for someone that's very boring, he gets a lot of tail. I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, he really does. I like I like Ultimate uh, Professor X um, just because, you know, it's on its own self-contained, so you get to see everything it has to offer as opposed to you know now it has where we're reading at has 30 years of backstory which is all to be my x-men and such but yeah. i mean give my regards to the dodo like that's a baller line to kill someone too <laughs> wait professor ultimate xavier killed someone when he killed well what he the first time he allegedly killed magneto, magneto he tells yeah. him give my regards to the dodo <laughs> and he blows him up over manhattan i don't man i don't remember any of that i liked uh, professor x after astonishing x-men Whenever they kind of turn him into a dick, there. Yes, like, they started to make him a dick there. That made they they kind of fleshed him out as a character that. And then when you go back and read it, not that he was a dick earlier on, but you could see how he had that mentality of he basically, yeah, he wanted mutants and humans to coexist, but he also wanted mutants to survive at all costs. Type, you know, yeah, like Magneto. The, yes, but he was trying to do it not as evilly as Magneto. Just like that line that Danger says that your children don't understand you at all or don't know you at all. And he's like, I think Gene did. Gene did and understood. And right. that was just like the badass line that he had. I just always remember that line. The only time I enjoyed reading Professor Xavier stuff, like I said, the Fatal Attractions thing. I remember liking Onslaught, but I liked a bunch of un- edgelord shit back then so it probably didn't hold up and in all the only thing i remember him in ultimate x-men doing is fighting mr sinister and getting pushed down the stairs it's his number one enemy yeah his number one enemy is just mr <laughs> sinister saying stairs r.i.p to ytmnd.com by the way that's that site finally went away chris so that's a deep cut from that yes. website so anyway we're losing the thread here legion is the kid of charles xavier and gabriel holler and Essentially, he has powers to do anything. anything. He's yeah. like the MacGuffin, I would say. Um, he was a character in New Mutants for a while. Chris, right. Chris Claremont and uh, Bill Sienkiewicz's New Mutants. He's got a weird anime hair design. I don't know. He's kind of drawn like a boob here, though. I don't really care for him too much. He's annoying, if anything. From what I've read here, it seems like he's like a 16-year-old kid. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's he seems pretty young. He sucks ass, though. <laughs> I mean... The the story is that he he fought Mystique's lover Destiny and ended up killing her. And Destiny is a older mutant that can see into the future. Yeah, she was a precog. Yeah. Uh, well, the whole th- well, I'll get it to it now. It yeah. was that actually, it was before the Shadow King, the Muir Island incident, where the Shadow King actually took over Legion, took over a bunch of the X Men, and then the X Men had to fight the X Men. And he Legion was actually under Shadow King's influence when he killed Destiny. Yeah. Gotcha. 
he became comatose after this whole nonsense that Jonathan just explained. The character Mystique in the X-Men universe, she was apparently dead, but she's not dead now, and she's coming back to assassinate him because he killed her lover, but she's not her lover, but she is. They make it kind of like, this is at the time where gay characters were still kind of taboo or queer characters, so you couldn't really... It was more like my really, really good friend, Destiny, and she's trying to get revenge on him, but he wakes up and goes on his own way. But the problem I have with this story is these issues before the actual Legion Quest story proper happens is there's a whole bunch of nonsense going on in the books. Like the X-Men books are doing their own thing, and there's just like two pages of Legion sitting in a hospital bed or something like that. I think most of this stuff where Mystique tries to kill him happens in X-Factor. Yeah, it was in two issues of X-Factor. Yeah. but Yeah, it was right. He wakes up at the end of 108. Yeah. That's where he wakes up right at the end of it. Everybody's like shocked that he's finally waking out of his coma. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, the thing is that before he was also schizophrenic, and he had like he had multiple. Was it, is it the same thing as multiple, multiple personalities? Pers- yeah, is yeah. that the same thing? I guess I. He but basically he has MacGuffin powers where they just shove. He literally can have any power he can imagine. He's that strong. But before he had multiple personalities, so his powers would manifest as as one man, one personality took control. He would use that power, right? And then at the end of this. And again, I think it's. I'd have to reread a lot of the stuff whenever Shadow King took him over. I think that's part of how he got control of him. But then when he wakes up from his coma, he's in his right mind and he's in control of everything. And then yeah. um, he has a dream while he's in his coma where uh, Destiny telling him. Yeah, he's getting like, he's kill them like, all, Legion, kill them all. No, that wasn't it. It was just a basic. Uh, I guess I should have written some notes down on this. Oh, this will be a fun one to edit. Chris. Um, <laughs> All right, Chris, when yes. you were reading this stuff, I know you appreciate the the finer details and art and whatnot, but in these issues of X-Factor, Val Cooper, who is the liaison for the team, she's the government liaison, did you notice how she's dynamically posing in all these things when she's getting basic yes. information? <laughs> all the time. And there's like a part where Mystique is talking to Avalanche and they're scheming and Val Cooper just walks up like, what's up, guys? And I thought like oh, she must be a bad guy. And then X-Factor's like right behind her. It was just very weirdly uh, illustrated. There's also a part where Mystique is, you know, she's about to kill Legion and she has this syringe and X-Factor shows up. And it's like her goal is to kill Legion. And X-Factor shows up and she's like, don't come any closer. I'm going to kill him. I'm like, bitch, that's your goal. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. Why are you waiting? (laughs) Stalling for time. But yeah, Val Cooper... I couldn't get over. We'll have to put it up on the Instagram that I've been neglecting. But Val Cooper gets basic information, and she's just like flexing. At one point, Nick Fury tells them where, what happened to Mystique. She's just all out Liefeld posing from this information while she's staring at a TV screen. It was the I early nineties. Yes, <laughs> I don't know, but oh yeah, in one of these issues as well. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Iceman's dad is a racist against mutants. Yeah. This this shocker. Yeah. This. I felt like I was having fucking deja vu when I was reading that because it seems like every year we have to be reminded that Iceman's dad is a racist. This was one of the other ancillary books that didn't really matter because Legion Quest actually only happens in X-Men 40 and 41, Uncanny X-Men 320 and 321, and then they, I guess you could say Cable 20. Like The Cable 20 is not, that's the thing I didn't like is that, you know, according to the trade I have that Cable is actually part of it, but it's it's really not. Yeah, it, that's the worst part. Yeah, they, it's they just a companion. Well, they, they literally should have included every other final issue. It was written by made. Jeff Loeb. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. 
I'll say real quick in um, X Factor 109. So mm-hmm. Avalanche makes a uh, a tidal wave because of his earthquake powers. Yes, and something that's really cool um, out here in Oregon, Clackamas County uh, commissioned Dark Horse Comics to make them a comic book on earthquake readiness. Um, the headquarters of Dark Horse is in Milwaukee, Oregon, out here, right, like right south of Portland. And it's called Without Warning by Jeremy Barlow and David Hahn. And uh-huh. it's literally just this story about a giant earthquake hitting the town and this girl going through. And it tells you what to do and what not to do. And at the end, it's like, here's how earthquakes and tidal waves are. And it's super fucking cool that, like, literally the county government commissioned Dark Horse to make this comic. Huh. Does Avalanche show up in it? No, there's no fictional character. It's no superheroes or anything. They fucking shoehorn a predator into another Dark Horse comic. (laughs) That would be almost too good. But I was just like, it's like under the ocean that cracks and creates a tidal wave. I was like, I know all about this from another comic book. (laughs) That is pretty cool. I noticed other things here that the 90s did and you'll never see again is like people smoking. Gambit smokes like a fucking chimney. Same with Wolverine. Yeah. Which, yeah, Gambit smokes, and he was also wearing an Archie Manning jersey from the, uh, for the New Orleans Saints, yeah. and it was the wrong number. It had number 10. <laughs> His number was 8. Way to go, nerds. Cubers uh, couldn't get anything right. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go into super – we don't have to go super in detail because this, I think, is a pretty easy time travel story, the Legion Quest stuff in general. It's – Legion, after he, the deal they deal with X Factor, Legion goes back in time to kill Magneto. Yeah, Destiny. It was one issue of X Men. I looked at it. They jumped around everywhere, but Legion actually wakes up in X Men thirty eight, and that's be actually before X Factor, mm-hmm. and that's when he sees like Vision. He's talking to Destiny, and she shows him crystalline fixture or figures, and right. she basically is vague about her his father being happy, blah blah blah, and he actually wakes up. Mystique shows up, tries to stab him with some poison. He's actually already conscious, and he beats the crap out of everybody. And he comes to the conclusion that he needs he can fix everything by helping his dad by time traveling and doing some stuff to Magneto. Yeah, which if it was really that bad, I would do the go back in time and kill baby Magneto thing if you really wanted to take care of it because he goes back in time. But in order to do that, he has to, I don't know, he conjures up like all this bullshit wins and stuff like that and the x-men go out to stop him but multiple members of the x-men get caught in this teleportation of going back in time and then they forget who they are well they all forget who they are yeah why i think that's dumb is this is only supposed to be a four issue story at the heart of the whole thing and they don't get sucked back in time until the end of the first issue so you have we'll say two and a half left for this to conclude because you know the last half of the fourth issue is going to be uh, clean up why even make them forget who they are it seems like a big waste of time because the x-men that go back in time get jobs and they kind of sort of remember certain things just for the convenience of plot but it just seems like it was a unnecessary step for what this was supposed to be i don't know because i mean the the second issue they they yeah you said they go back in time in the first issue they forget who they are but i believe it's actually like we we jump in and again it's time travel so even in the present day it's like the next day because the team that went to uh, was it Tel Aviv? They're in Israel because um, Legion goes back in time right when Magneto meets Xavier when they're there, right, right before, or right as Xavier meets uh, his mother. Yeah. And uh, the X Men sent Jean Grey, Storm, Iceman, Psylocke, and Bishop. Yes. And 
Jean Grey somehow manages to like she doesn't get pulled in with them whenever they're all going. So it's just Storm, Bishop, Iceman, and Psylocke that go back in time. And then in the second issue, I believe there's like it's been some time since they know they're there. They know they don't belong there, but it's been a little. It's not like it's like the next day type stuff. It's there's some time has passed. Uh, I, I see. Yeah, your but point. why? I see your point, but I don't know. It, I, I, I'm fine with it. Chris, did you like them forgetting what they were and becoming fishermen for three pages? The amnesia plot really didn't matter. They could have just been like, we know we're in the past, so we don't want to mess anything up, so we're just going to act like we belong. Like, yeah, don't step on a just, cricket or something. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. They, you could even have fun with that where they have to sneak around and make sure they don't screw anything up instead of, we've been here for six weeks, and when I know my name's Iceman, and I have these powers, but I don't know anything. It just seemed like they were jumping through way too many hoops. For this to happen. Why would you get amnesia going back in time? Or was I, that just Legion? I don't know. I can't answer that uh, Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's just what I'm saying. It just, it just seemed like an unnecessary thing to happen. At one point, Cable, the, the X-Men in the present time, get Cable to go back in time to remember who they were. Yeah, that's how they remember. He, like, jogs yeah. a memory. Um, it's interesting that, you know, like I said, Legion forgot who he was. And Magneto is just an orderly at the hospital that Xavier works at. And he was going to help Legion with something, and he like touches Magneto, and then that's what jogs starts to jog Legion's memory. Yeah, he sees all the torment that Magneto was put through during World War II. Right, and it jogs his memory. Yeah, yeah, because Legion is a patient at this hospital where Charles and yeah Eric or Magneto are working at. And another thing they like to beat over the head is. Charles explaining his dream. It seemed like every three pages, Charles was explaining his dream of mutants and humans coexisting together. And Magneto saying to him, oh, well, you might have something to that. And it was, they really wanted you to know this is Charles dream. And this is all he talks about with Magneto the entire time they're in Israel <laughs> together. Did you guys seem to understand that at all? Yeah. But again, they were getting to the, the end finish line pretty quickly. So yeah, Chris, I mean, in the issue of Cable, it was him and Magneto sitting at that bar, and I thought it was Cable instead of Magneto. <laughs> Ron Garney drew that. That was I, I actually like the bar fight that they got into. It, it showed that they were good friends at that point. Except Professor Xavier can just take a chair to his forearm. Yeah, he was he was trained in the Orient. What? He was okay. Buff right, I mean, he was pretty buff right there. I mean, I don't know about you, but he was. Yeah, he, yeah, he just mumbled like some convenient thing, like I know ninjutsu essentially. Well, what's, what's yeah. funny is he 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 cheats the whole fight, uses his telepathy to see where people are at, and I guess in reality he could do the Matrix thing. And I don't know, I don't have telepathy, but I guess he could cheat and learn off at learn that off of anybody, really. Oh, also take a shot every time you read an Asian with a British accent. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. Oh, can we talk about Psylocke for a second? Yes, go go off. Her hair keeps changing. Yes. Like, she had long hair, and then it was like a, like a pixie cut, yeah. and then it was back to being long, and she had a romance with Angel? Yeah, yeah. That they was were, going on in regular X-Men. Yeah, that was going on in the Uncanny X-Men. Like, the issue before the Legion Quest proper, which was in the prelude, it shows them... I don't know, knocking, not knocking boots, but just... Going on a date. Yeah, going on a date or something they, like that. They continued that storyline for a pretty good long time. Well, well, even up until... When Kenny X-Force, I thought. Yeah, it has been it was on, on again, off again for a very long time. Yeah, I noticed that her hair was all over the place between the different books, but I guess that was just an editorial 
mix um, up. Yeah, I think that's what but, it was. But the one mandate it seemed to have, the two mandates it seemed to have was tell Charles Dream whenever possible, <laughs> have everyone comment on how she's Asian with a British accent. I um, While this is all going on back in the present, the Shi'ar were helping them go back in time, and they were mentioning that the Emkron crystal, something was wrong with it, and it's across time, like... It's like growing, and it's just... Crystallizing envelop- everything. Yeah, enveloping everything. I think the Emkron crystal sucks as a plot device. Yeah, I didn't realize that that's what it was uh, when I reread this, because I, I hadn't read this since I was actually a kid. Like, I, re- I read... Age of Apocalypse up a couple times, but never the prelude. Yeah, and then I read that, and I'm like, I hate the Emkron crystal. It's so stupid. Yeah, like, it's... it makes sense that something would happen because something is happening because this major incident is changing the past, and it's going to have major ramifications on the present. But I didn't realize the Emkron crystal was hemorrhaging and crystallizing everything and fixing and changing everything. If what I'm reading is right, Chris, the Emkron crystal is the Big Bang, like. Where the Big Bang happened, essentially, like they were the first civilization in the nexus of all um, realities, or something. I mean, fuck if I know. Like they say, it has like every shard has an alternate universe or something. But it's like, okay, that's fine. I know this obviously hasn't happened yet because Hickman's Avengers was only a few years ago. But like, where was any of this stuff in like the Convergence storyline? Where was any of this stuff in like Exiles? Yeah, it just that's why I say it. it's like a convenient <laughs> shitty plot device. And I also thought Man Thing guarded the nexus of all realities somewhere in the Florida Everglades. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, apparently finding an alternate universe in the Marvel universe is just as easy as you know buying a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, and the Shi'ar also suck. I don't like the Shi'ar. I never did. It's just yeah. anytime they show up, it's the same five things. The Imperial Guard is going to show up. The Ken's going to show up. The Emcron Crystal is going to be mentioned. The Phoenix is going to be mentioned. It's just whatever. And the I'm, Brood. And the Brood, yeah. I'm, I'm over it. But back in the present, while things are starting to go south for some reason, they're realizing that over in Cable's book, they're realizing something's going wrong because there's crystals. Just Everything's crystallizing across the universe, and the Shi'ar warned them. I did like how it was the tropey last hour on Earth, so everyone was trying to come to terms with everything and you had like a nice well not nice but you had a romance you had the romance between rogue gambit uh, the friendship well i i don't care about them but just the you had that you had the friendship between beast and angel which makes sense because they were there since the beginning yeah cable and domino with their little thing and then they had a father and son moment with cyclops and cable which apparently like, hasn't happened be prior to this yeah it was they I there was a couple of things I liked in the Cable book. Uh, the one was yeah that Cable admitted, or Cyclops and Jean admitted to Cable that they were slim and red from when the Phoenix and there was Cyclops, a miniseries, yeah, yeah, Cyclops and or Phoenix and Cyclops, and Cable basically says, you know, thanks for finally admitting that to me, and yeah, they're, they're like, you knew, he's like, well, I've always known, but I I didn't want to tell you. Until you admit, you know, you were ready to. Yeah, it was, it was a nice father in some. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, like you said, the Beast Angel moment was cool. I don't care for Gambit, the Gambit. Gambit and Rogue. Rogue shit. Yeah, I hate. But... I I hate Gambit. I really yeah. do. He's okay sometimes, but I hate their relationship because it's just such a. It uh, it was just annoying for the '90s and every time after that. Chris, do you like Gambit? They were all they were all over this story. I'm not a huge Gambit fan. Um, I like rogue i liked her after again reading ultimate x-men that's when i really became a fan of hers mm-hmm. 
So I was a little bit more interested in Rogue, but it was, she just came handcuffed to Gambit the entire time. So I was like, eh. Well, this was that early, again, this was early 90s stuff, and that's that's all that was. And that's when I first knew Rogue was, you know, from the cartoon where she was shacking up with Gambit, and uh, you know, so. Right. Back in the past, Legion is now remembering everything, and he's fighting Magneto to kill him. Well, did you think it was pretty messed up that they had Legion impersonate his father, assault his mother? I thought that was pretty dumb. Yeah, that was. I was like, I I, I remember Holy reading sh- reading that back then, and then I reread it, and I'm like, that's pretty dark. And I'm not, I I'm not sure what he does to her, but it doesn't. It made me very clo- uncomfortable. Yeah, because yeah. her clothes is ripped. Her clothes are ripped and all that. What did he do to her? Yeah, he was pretending to be. He was pretending to be Charles to bait out Magneto. Well, I think it was he he pretended to be his dad to bait out his dad to get Magneto there, right. which is what happened. I'm fine with that, but you don't like literally. You I, don't, I don't leave that know. open to interpretation. I yeah, yeah, I don't want to know. Yeah, I, I I understand what you were doing, but why did you have to rip your mom's clothes? Like, what did yeah. you do? And I don't want to know what you did. That's just maybe no he just way. punched. I know Spider Man had a habit of in the '90s getting punched really hard, and all of a sudden his costume would just get torn up. So maybe that's what happened. He just punched her because Legion Xavier goes in and basically starts to make out with what's her name, and maybe he kissed her so hard he ripped her clothes. I don't know. Oh God. Awful. I'm just saying, well, that's what happened. It's well, what happened. Okay, so we got Legion fighting Magneto and Charles, and they don't know what the hell's going on here. But the X Men are now conveniently remembering everything thanks to Cable, which was a useless plot point. Apocalypse is also in a little interlude, seeing what the hell's going on, and he's like, huh, maybe I should start getting ready. I'm Apocalypse. All right, and then we cut back to. You didn't like that? I did because it was he set up and he mentioned sinister that all of a sudden you it was know, placed in the wrong part of the story. It should have waited till after Xavier was dead. Well, because but it was placed in the part whenever Legion and Magneto are having their big fight in Tel Aviv, and every the whole world is now discovering mutants. Oh, okay, that's why. Yeah. So Apocalypse is starting to get ready sooner than he was supposed to because in the normal timeline it's ten years from this from Xavier and Magneto breaking up. That's when Apocalypse shows himself in continuity. I did some extra reading. Oh. But before before Legion does the death blow to Magneto, which shouldn't happen because Magneto is like the most omni-superpowered mutant out there. But maybe at this time he didn't have full control of his powers. He says he, he doesn't know how strong he actually is. Yeah. He says Sayonara, <laughs> which is <laughs> super 90s. It's I thought, 90s. Come on. I thought of Bart Simpson when this was happening. Just dumb 90s lingo and charles jumps in the way and dies instead and charles dream was quoted multiple times throughout this and it's quoted again and then a paradox happens because no charles no legion no x-men and the mcron crystal wave completes itself and that's the end of the legion quest part of this story from here there's also the ancillary books that we talked about like wolverine generation x excalibur x-force we can go over those really briefly because while these while this story is going on, it, the wave is crashing over into these other books. Did you guys like any of these other books post Legion Quest? The only thing I liked from Generation X was the last page with Jubilee, and she just gets like crystallized over mid like conversation back next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's talking to the audience. Yeah. Other than that, I didn't really care for the Generation X book. Um, hmm. Wolverine was good, but Wolverine was okay. Anytime you get a good Wolverine versus Sabretooth, kind of into it. Especially drawn by um, Kubert. Oh, Kubert's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. But what, out of all of them that I really liked the most was Excalibur, which I'd never read before. 
And Is that because of Warren, Warren Ellis? Ellis. Yeah. I love Warren Ellis, and I liked the whole geopolitical aspect of like, hey, we're MI6, and we're going to do this secret mission to Genosha. And, you know, the geopolitical thriller type aspect of it, I really enjoy. Okay. What about X-Force, Chris? Oh, what do I have here for notes on X-Force? Nothing. Um, I don't think I left notes for it at all. Yeah, it's, um, it was... Don't even read it. That's what I got to say. Don't even read it because it was just its own storyline concluding. But at the last page, there was the Emcron crystal wave coming in. Yeah. Shatterstar hangs out in a dance club for a bit. That's right. Shatterstar is at the club and he doesn't have he, he doesn't have a human emotion or whatever he was complaining right. about. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, you can skip that for sure. Yeah. Jonathan. Uh, I like Generation X. I actually like the whole book, and I like the last splash page whenever, like Chris said, Jubilee's getting crystallized over as she's trying to explain what happens in the next issue. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I was reading Wolverine at the time, so the last splash page whenever uh, he's yelling, or Sabretooth is yelling at Wolverine to pop his claw. That Yeah, well, it thinks kill, he's going to kill him, but it really all he does is lobotomize him. And then it goes from his, you see his eyeball, and he's yelling at him to do it, and then it goes to an eyeball that's shattering. Like I said, I read that before I read Legion Quest, so I was like, what the hell happened? I have yeah, no what, idea what's, what's going on. What's this crystal nonsense? Yeah. yeah. The, the Wolverine book was interesting also from an artist's perspective because it wasn't traditional panels. It was two-page spreads and weird splash pages and well, inserts. That, yeah, the uh, the page where Wolverine grabs him and slams his face into the door is like a full uh, four-page fold-out. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But that's what about the other one? Uh, X Force is useless. Uh, what about Excalibur? Excalibur actually, like I, I agree. I actually started to kind of read around that before this, and then after all this, just to read it because it was actually kind of good. Um, X Factor was, eh, it wasn't any good either. It was pretty stupid. X Force, I tried to read it, and I know that it played something, and with it, they they set up that uh, Rain was initially supposed to be Sunfire. Yeah, it was just if you weren't involved in X Force, there's no reason to yeah. read that. The one that I was wondering about, and I can't, I don't know, maybe our, I couldn't really find it. I didn't really look, look, but like uh-huh. in the last issue of Un, what is it, Uncanny or X Men, they show Adam X fighting Eric the Red. Where did that happen? Cause, oh, yes. I'm sorry. Real quick, there was an, also an issue of Adam Extreme who was fucking around in the Canadian wilderness. On that alone, that book gets a zero out of ten. Chris, your thoughts? Is that actually a standalone book? Yes. Oh, there's there's an insert of Legion it, for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, that entire issue, see that that storyline was trash, and the part where like Adam X, like right before he like heals, uh, Cyclops's grandpa or whatever, it, it was like it was very vaguely homoerotic the way it was drawn. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that, but I'm not talking that issue. I'm talking actual. At the end of, no, we know what you're talking about, but you mentioned Adam Extreme, so we yeah. we never mentioned that. That was one in the the prelude before uh, Legion that Quest. Was worthless. That was also at the time where he was supposed to be the third Summers brother, but they decided to abandon that. Thank God. That's why, because it was essentially Thank God. Adam Extreme going into the Canadian wilderness, and there was a plane crash, and it was Cyclops' grandfather of all people, and he wanted to fly one last time because he's a war vet, and he saved his life, and Jean Grey thanked them, and jumped out of a hospital window. It was bad. He also wears a backwards baseball cap. But, yeah. Straight I out of the 90s. Yeah. I, that, that gets a personal 0 out of 10 for me because I hate Adam Extreme that much. I'm sorry. X-Force, Generation X. You said you like that. Any, um, Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, X-Factor was blah. 
There was an X Factor issue as well. It had Lila Cheney, the, the rock star teleporter that can only teleport across like galaxies, which yeah. there's a fan base for her. I'm not in it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah strong guy I mean, dies. It doesn't surprise no, he me, gets but... he gets shot. He doesn't die. He's a heart attack. Oh, same difference. Heart attack. He, he survives. Whatever. Chris, what do you say? No, I was just surprised that there was a fan base for her. But um, yeah, strong guy. I think strong guy did die, but then everything crystallized, so he doesn't really die right. because he'll probably be back after this event concludes. Yeah, because the whole timeline gets rewritten. Personally, I think Wolverine and Generation X were the only good ones. I mean, I liked Excalibur, but that was its own thing, kind of like X-Force, but it was the beginning of a story, so it gets a pass there. Yeah. It's also the first appearance of Pete Wisdom for anyone that cares, I think. The only other issue I had... Pete was- Wisdom was awesome. Yeah, he was okay. Um, I that was like trying- the one thing that I really liked. Uh, you know, like he's constantly smoking, and they're like, don't smoke, and he tells Moira to sod off. Sod like, off. <laughs> like yeah. that's awesome. I think I just I'm a little uh, I don't, don't want to say butthurt, but I guess that's the word I can only word I can think of at the moment. Where Captain Britain isn't Captain Britain anymore; he's Britannic and he sucks. Yeah, I hate that they call him. Hey, change his name. Yeah, I, I I don't like what they did with Captain Britain because I enjoyed him in the original Claremont Excalibur run, and he's just a it's a really it's a really lame costume. Yeah, it's lame. He looks lame. He's a generic character of his former self. The issue of Excalibur with that is fine by itself because it's the beginning of something. It's not the end of like the X-Force issue or the X-Factor issue where you had to be invested in them. But I do recommend the Wolverine book and the Generation. I love the Generation X book. It's at the beginning of the book. There's a hostage situation with the school where you see this mutant having his classmates hostage with the teacher and Generation X comes in to stop him. But then there's a supervillain that inter- gets in the way and the, the usual fight. And you find out at the end that this kid that was holding the class hostage was just super ugly, physically deformed. And he never had any mutant powers whatsoever. Unfortunately, he scares his teacher into a heart attack because of all the fighting going on. And I don't know. I, I liked that twist on the misunderstood monster slash mutant, whatever you want to call it. Plus, it had Chris Bacalo's art, Bachelo, Bacello. Yeah, when it was good. It's still good. Uh, well, I can get to that. Yeah, he's he's like the uh, girlfriend from Seinfeld, the... In the in the light or in the dark, whether it's good or not, sometimes it's good. Sometimes I don't like it. <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously, some I, I liked it in Generation X. I like it in Generation Next. Sometimes it's good. Oh, man. sometimes he draws it, and I'm like, I can't follow it, and I don't like it. He gets a little inky at times. Chris, do you like his art? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I really liked his what X Men from the mid 2000s that he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked his the little bit of. Ultimate X Men Ultimate Event was that Ultimate War I think it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm not saying. Don't get me wrong. I every time I, he's drawing something, I read, I buy it. I just sometimes it, he gets a it, little inky. Yes, I, I can. Understand I don't like that. it when it gets inky, and it's like I have a hard time following what's going on. <sighs> Fucking love Chris Bocklo or Bachelo or Bachello. I'm just gonna. That's what I'm just gonna call him. All three of those names. I love his Spider Man. His Sinister Spider Man was hilarious. I love that when it was Matt Gargan Venom yeah. running around during the Dark Rain. That issue gets a ten out of ten alone for me. It's 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 to counteract the zero <laughs> out of ten. Spider Man. Well, that too, but no, oh, the, okay. the, the Generation X book, okay. that one. But we're talking about Ray. Was there anything else that we wanted to talk about with Nissan Quest, Legion Quest? No. His hair sucks. It was a little convoluted. Wolverine said he's going to open up a can of kick butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and that, that made me very angry. <laughs> Man, I love Comics Code Wolverine. It's the best. Ah, brother. So, what are we rating this? I see your rating, but I'm not thinking that loud. 
I'm going with a six. A six. You're giving this a six. Uh, and this mostly is... just the. I'll give it a five for the other outsiding issues because some of them are too. We're going to go with six though because I can't do multiple averages. Here. Oh, okay. All right. Well, six then. But what was your reasoning for that? I like the main Legion quest. Okay. Chris. Yeah, I'm going to go with a four just yeah, because. My guy. Yeah, it's um, other than just setting up the Age of Apocalypse, the story really was just like a a giant nothing burger other than Legion went back in time and killed Professor X by accident, setting off these events. Everything else is just complete filler, and I think you can find better filler in other comics. Oh, I'm not saying it's not filler. That's what I'm getting at, but, you know. Not. Yeah, that's... That's what uh, I read it as well. I gave it a four. It might have been better if it was just... I probably would have gave it a five if it was just the Legion Quest books. Maybe a six. I don't know. Like All I can say is read the Legion Quest books proper, that cable issue. Cable doesn't belong in there. It's, it's, some of it's good, but it, you don't need to read it for the no. rest of the story. I don't mm. think so. Like It's... It's the heartfelt moments, but if you don't need to read them, you don't need to read them. Right. Okay. Well, if you want to see the most 90s-looking Cyclops ever, you have to read that game. Yeah, that's a lot of pouches on that guy. Ian Churchill was one of those. uh, Yeah, he was. He wasn't an image guy, but he was copping that style. And the Wolverine Generation X books, I think, are worth reading as well. But other than that, there's nothing else there. Uh, We've got a couple emails here. I'm not going to read them all. We'll save some for the next episode. Did you read our average there? Oh, and our average is a 4.6 for Legion Quest. Thank you, Jonathan. Chris, I know you got a hard out here in a few minutes, so we're going to make this really quick here. We got one from Oops All Berries. Fuck you, Liefeld is great. I don't know why yet again he has to be shit on. He's come a long way. That's it. Just a fuck you. Did, did he miss the part where we were like talking about his early, early stuff and not his current stuff? Did he yeah, miss that yeah, well, gorging on George. While it was nice to not see you guys completely shit on Liefeld like so many others, do do most of the blame for oh most of the blame for that he wrote this weird. Did he write it like Liefeld? Like does? so many others that shit on Liefeld. However, most of the blame for that is allegedly on Eric Stevenson. It's his fault because the internet and Rob has said this in the past. Eric Stevenson was the the the. He wasn't the plotter. He was the writer. Rob would plot the books out in Youngblood. I don't know if we mentioned that or not, but okay. he was the one that put the words in there. But Rob had full control over the book, so I don't buy that. Seven Yeats. What the fuck is that stupid red jewel on top of Azriel's head from Night Quest? I don't think we ever figured that out, have we? I think it was like a laser sight thing. Never saw a laser sight, though. Did we? Well, I think it was a couple times he had it on the gauntlets. I think it was some type of sight. Hmm. Chris? Like a yeah, I, I thought it might be like a light or something or a sight or just a weird fucking. Hey, it's the nineties. Let's design all of our characters like assholes. Yeah, just bolt a bunch of shit on. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. There was a couple of laser sights, but I thought those were drawn as gauntlets. Whatever, we'll never know. Yeah. Go email Chuck Dixon or yeah, Chuck Dixon. Write a letter to Denny O'Neill. Yeah, write. A, I was gonna. I couldn't remember his name for a second there. Yeah, if Denny O'Neill's still alive, write a letter to him. I know he's up there in age if he's still alive. And if you want to write us an email or yell at us some more about Rob Liefeld, <laughs> tell us how much we suck ass. Where can Chris, where can you send that email to? The runpod at gmail.com. Jonathan. The runpod at gmail.com. 
All right, and that's going to do it for Nissan Quest. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, our next episode is going to be a short one. It's going to be X-Men Alpha and the two X-Men Chronicle books for uh, Age of Apocalypse. So, fellas, until next time. To be continued. Until next time.